Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. This episode is a little different than previous episodes, and that's because it's a recording of my mom interviewing me about my book. So this interview takes place the week my book was published and released on Amazon, which was March 20th. So now my book is actually available on Amazon. Go to NikkiRomani.com book or just search A God You've Never Met, Who is the Holy Spirit on Amazon. But I wanted to share this interview because it's more of a backstory as to how I started this whole process, how I even got the assignment to write the book. I share some stories behind the scenes of some of the stories I share in the book. Um, Like one of them is healing my friend Christina's back (laughs) and I share a little bit more context, but I thought it would be fun to share this episode with you. My mom posted this on her podcast episode or podcast platform and I thought it would be fun to put it on mine as well so you could hear a little bit more of behind the scenes of my book. So I hope that you enjoy this interview of my mom, Tammy Romani, interviewing me about my book. I wanted to go ahead and interview Nikki while we had this time together and let you know that her book is being published on Amazon this Friday, March 20th. Woohoo! Oh, and, and so I just <laughs> want to talk to her about the process, what that all means, uh, and interview her. This will be on my podcast. Maybe the audio will be on her podcast. But mm-hmm. let's just start with the beginning. You wrote a book. Where What's it, it all called? began. What's it yes. called? So it's called A God You've Never Met, Who is the Holy Spirit? And I just have to say, this is never something I set out to do. I never said I would write a book. It just, almost three years ago now, it'll be three years in April when Mm. God told me to write the book. And it was just because I had certain experiences and wanted people to know about this God that I didn't know about, um, who the Holy Spirit was. And so I just was praying and I was like, God, how can I reach more people to share about who you are? And he said, you're going to write a book. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said no for two months. Okay, that opens up a whole lot of more questions, which are, by the way, answered in the book. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first question I'm sure you're thinking is, God said what? Mm -mm. You heard from God? Like, really, Nikki? (laughs) I do hear God's voice, but it's not something I've <laughs> always been able to do. It's something that was practiced. I talk about it in, in my book. One of my chapters is called Hearing God's Voice. So mm-hmm. I talk about how I put that into practice, how I learned how to do that. And so I do explain how I hear from God. Because I actually get that asked, that question asked a lot is, 
Nikki, you talk about hearing God's voice or God told you to do this. How do you know it's his voice? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and let's just address the elephant in the room right now is we we are up on a ski weekend that has been planned for weeks and we're not on the mountain because the mountains, the ski mountains have all closed for social distancing because they don't want people in their lodges being close together because of the threat of coronavirus. So you are out there probably watching this because you're stuck at home too and you're consuming a lot of media right now or you're listening to this on the podcast for the same reason. And what I'm noticing really that's very interesting this weekend, it's, it's actually we're recording this on a Sunday, and today churches across the nation were closed. But yet, people weren't panicking. I even just saw a post on Facebook that said, I've never seen so many church services in my life as I have today on Facebook. Because every church suddenly figured out how to go live on Facebook, even if they'd never done it before, even if it was just a guy with a phone in the back of the room, okay? So that their parishioners could attend church virtually. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to talk about peace for a minute Mm -hmm. because Nikki wrote this book and a lot of the experiences in the book are her, of just acts of God and the Holy Spirit that she witnessed during her 11-month mission trip mm-hmm. where she went around the world a different country every month and you really learn to think on your feet mm-hmm. and deal with impossibilities during that time and I think that when you've had an experience like that you might actually be able to shed some light on why perhaps you feel more at peace right now yeah for sure <laughs> um, I think just knowing that God is bigger than our circumstances, and he has a plan to everything that's going on. I talk in the book about experiencing crazy stuff, and sometimes it's like, this: how can God allow this to happen? And that's actually a question I answer in the book as well, is if I'm seeing these street girls, these bar girls, and they're being sold in... And it's just horrible, but I'm like, how can God allow this to happen? And yet we saw the love of Jesus. We were able to bring the love of Jesus to those people. And we got some of those girls out of the bar. So just just overall, just when there's bad things happening, just knowing that God is bigger and he, has a, he can turn anything into something good. And I think the thing right now that I'm realizing a lot is like mom talked about the churches, there's, they're blowing up the internet right now, but also like people are coming together. Like if you see videos of Italy, they're singing from their balconies. There was a video of a fitness instructor in Spain and he was leading people in a workout routine from the rooftop and everyone was in their balconies doing this workout routine and people are just like coming together and connecting and and I think the people that believe in this God believe in the Holy Spirit just realize that um, there's just a sense of peace and a sense of hope that this too shall pass and that there's something good that can come out of it and also like redemption like if our country and if our world can get through something like this there's nothing that can stop us, right? <laughs> yeah, I think redemption and strength. 
but mm-hmm. also at the same time, like we learn about how strong and resilient we can be, mm-hmm. but we also learn how dependent we need to be on a God who's bigger than all of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So let's turn a corner now and talk about all those chapters in your book where you talk about kind of crazy stuff that you experienced personally, Mm -hmm. you have actually had visions. Yes. You have seen angels, which I'm so jealous. Honestly, (laughs) I keep going, dear God, can you please let me see an angel like you did for Nikki? How many times? (laughs) Keep praying. You've seen like two or three times angels. I mean, I just can't even imagine how that would fill you up and give you such hope. Mm -hmm. But... I know it's a supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us what it feels like to have an awareness that God is so big that he can let you see angels or let you see a vision of something maybe even in the future? Yeah, I think he only gives us what we can handle and I think he also gives us what we ask for. And so these things that I've experienced, yes, I've seen angels, I've had visions, I've had very vivid dreams. And it's because I I prayed like there the time when I saw angels for the first time I had been praying specifically to see angels and it mm. was after reading the book Ooh, The Veil <laughs> by Blake Healy and he sees in the spiritual realm he sees angels and demons as if you are seeing them in the natural every day wow and after reading that book I was like oh my gosh I want to experience this because God is so much bigger than the natural world that we see I want to see these angels And so I just prayed and I prayed for months until it actually happened. And it was during a spiritual warfare time. And I'll share more about the story in my book. So you'll have to get it to read it. (laughs) But it was just an, oh my gosh, such an incredible experience. And just realizing that I'm so small (laughs) and God is so big and these the angels are real and I that's like something I really want everyone to experience and like you saying you've never seen it like I want yeah. people to experience that because then it makes you feel like God is real and the stories you read about in the Bible they actually they still happen today the miracles still happen today those spiritual encounters still happen today and it's just it's amazing. Yeah, I, I want to say that reminds me of a story about an angel. I used to be in a prayer group where we would pray before services at um, the church where I was on the worship team, and there was one woman there who could see angels. And she said there was an angel that came to worship, and if you if you know this Pasadena Nazarene, mm-hmm. you know that church is, is very Huge. tall and has a deep basement. And she said there was one angel who went from the basement mm-hmm. all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just, I get chills when I hear things like that. So I yeah. don't want to freak anybody out, but we are talking <laughs> supernatural things here. Mm-hmm. The first time you saw an angel, you came home and told me about it, but mm-hmm. you you said someone else in your group saw it the yes. same time. So what did that, did that just confirm to you, like, mm-hmm. I'm not nuts? <laughs> yeah, it was a time <laughs> I saw three angels. They were 10 feet tall, and, you know, it was a time, like, you know when God in the Bible says, or an angel appears to someone and says, do not be afraid. When I saw these angels, I wasn't afraid. I was like, 
oh my gosh, like God's protecting us. And when I said it to the girls that I was with, we were praying specifically for um, protection over our group. And when I said, oh my gosh, I see angels right now. And a girl said to me, I see them too. And I just like, (laughs) yeah, I started tearing up and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you're right. I was like, I'm not crazy. I, I like these I actually, I see them, but it's not just me, it's someone else. And it wasn't like she was just saying that to be nice. Like we were just stunned and shocked that we were seeing this happen. And yeah, so it was confirmation like, oh my gosh, this is, this is happening. (laughs) That must've been, that must've been crazy. And there's honestly, there's far too many stories for us to tell. We Mm -hmm. want to give you a little (laughs) bit of a teaser because we do want you to buy the book. Um, But it's called A God You've Never Met. Who is the Holy Spirit? And I think, mm-hmm. I think I want you to, you know, because a lot of people believe in God. Mm-hmm. You grew up in a church believing in God. I grew up in a church believing in God. I I knew about the Holy Spirit. I had experienced mm-hmm. a really tangible move of the Holy Spirit, but probably not in daily life. I didn't teach you about that like I should have. Right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But I do also want to say that um, God has a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. And so if you're talking to people now who are, oh, I believe in God. Okay, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's what we've been taught our Mm -hmm. whole lives. Why, Nikki, do I need to meet this God? Why is the Holy Spirit a part of God I've never met? Mm, That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Because, oh my gosh. Yes, I grew up in a church. We talked a lot about who, uh, like the Trinity, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But I never really understood the Holy Spirit's role. We talked a lot about God and Jesus. And the Holy Spirit was just kind of this part of the Trinity that made weird things happen and, and stuff like that. So the importance of knowing the Holy Spirit, it's, it's, he he's our he's our guide he's our confidant he's the one that comfort comforts us and it's this part of god is so important because mm-hmm. it's of it's the supernatural he, so he the holy spirit comes upon us when miracles happen god has used me to heal people which is also really crazy but it wasn't me it was the holy spirit upon me and we cannot do these things without him mm-hmm. and like i'm nothing without god i am nothing without jesus the holy spirit and so when people say that they believe in god it, god is so, so big and there's so <laughs> many different pieces to him that i think we're constantly going to continue to learn more and more and more about who this god really is And so I think my book is just like a fraction of that. (laughs) And Mm. there's, I'm still constantly learning more of who God is, who the Holy Spirit is. And yeah, I mean, prophetic, like hearing God's voice, but then also hearing God's voice and the Holy Spirit speaking to you for someone else. That's prophecy. And being able to speak to some something so specific for a person is huge for us too, especially in times that are really challenging and hard. When God says something so direct to a person, it's life-changing. And I love Havilah Cunnington. She says that it 
when you hear a word from God from through someone else, it feels as though God is giving you a hug. And it truly mm-hmm. does because I actually had a man that I didn't even know, never met him before. He said something to me about my life so specific. I was like, I don't even know you. How did you know that? And that's when I knew, wow, the Holy Spirit is speaking through this man to talk to me in such a specific way. And I think that's only just a fraction of why I feel like we need to know more about the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you, two things. You mentioned <laughs> Havilah Cunnington, who is yes. one of our favorite people, and mm-hmm. she actually wrote the foreword for your book. She did. I am just so, let me just speak to that real quick, because <laughs> Havilah Cunnington, if you don't know who she is, you need to go check her out. She's a powerhouse. She is a speaker author she's founder of truth to table which is a ministry and oh my gosh i just love her so much and i look up to her a lot and so i asked if she would be willing to write the foreword of my book and without hesitation she was like yes of course i would love to do that and then reading her words for what she wrote for my foreword for the book was such a humbling and beautiful thing. And I, I got teary-eyed when I was reading it because it's someone that I look up to so much and she's saying these incredible things about this thing that I've, this book that I've worked on for two years. And you'll have to read read that in the book. But it's, I hope you, I hope you read it. Don't skip it. <laughs> because I know sometimes I'm like, forward, whatever, I'm gonna skip that part or the introduction. Yeah. Don't skip those parts in my book, okay? Because they're really good. (laughs) (laughs) They are. They are. I've read it many times, and I listened to her read it to me. So it's it's a it's a great book. I'll tell you what, though, I did kind of keep hands off because Mm -hmm. I I did that first run through and said, you know, I found a few things, but you need an editor to piece this together. And then I didn't want to see it. Mm -hmm. Then when I read it again, I went, whoa, this is really good. Like. (laughs) <laughs> the stories all flow. It's really a good book. You mm. need to get it. But my so. <laughs> my other point that, that came to my mind on that last thing you said was, what a personal God we have. That oh, yeah. he sent a complete stranger to you to speak to something that only you would understand. Mm-hmm. And that you've had experiences with him just knowing right where you are. And I have too. And... That is the part, I, I, t- for me, that's the best part about the Holy Spirit is just realizing that we have such a personal God mm. who knows where we are, that he can send us a message. You know, some people call them little God winks, and, <laughs> and they are. Sometimes they are tiny things. Sometimes they are, God, can you just show me, you know, this today. I, mm-hmm. I have one friend who lost contact with a family member that was so dear to her and a hummingbird would come to see mm-hmm. her and to her that was a sign from God that he's okay. You know, and she knew that and and they would come even when they're out of season. Like they would like there would be one here in the snow. <laughs> you know, I mean crazy times where she went okay, God got the message. Mm. And that's what I love is that God is such a personal God. So I know this is going to be hard. This is along the lines of you coming back from an 11-month mission trip and people saying, so how was your trip? (laughs) Right? Yes. Hey, anyone who ever said that to Nikki, you'll find out how her trip was by reading this book or listening to her read it. you'll, You'll get it. You'll get the stories. But if you could 
pick something to highlight from this book mm. to kind of pique people's interests and let them know, oh, I want more of this. What is one of the most profound experiences with the Holy Spirit that you've had that makes you want people know him? Yeah, that's a great question. I A lot of things popped into my I'm head. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, if you don't know what the, the world race is, it's an 11-month Christian mission trip to 11 different countries all around the world, and I did that in 2014, and so that's when I really experienced the power of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural, because I just kind of let my guard down, I surrendered, and I was like, all right, I'm in it, I want to experience him in this way and so this book has been a huge part of my healing process and even just processing Hmm. that part of my life because i there's stories in this book that i've never told people so okay (laughs) um yeah and just like things that i are like parts of stories that i've never shared and because it's very vulnerable and you experience Hmm. stuff that is shocking but i think um I mean, the first thing that popped into my head was actually when God used me to heal my friend, Christina. So, wow. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People are going, do, do, do. Back, back up this bus right now. Say what? Yes. So a miracle. So I was very skeptical about miracles and healings for a long time because I'm very, I'm a logical very logical I'm a thinker I'm like okay how does this work I need the details I need this this just doesn't make sense to me so I was very skeptical but like I said when I was on this mission trip I was trying to let my guard down and just be like okay God anything you want to do let's do it let's do this together I want to experience you and so should I share the story or sure all right Spoiler alert. Yes. There's a lot more. This doesn't really spoil anything. No, this is, yeah, this is one, I mean, I guess this kind of just really started, it started to pick up a lot more after this. But um, I think, yeah, so I was actually month two. So I, you know, I was gone for 11 months. This was only month two. So we were just getting started. And we were in Honduras and we were in Tegucigalpa, which is, is the murder capital of the world. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know um, that. That's a side note. It's good note. thing your dad didn't know I know. know. That. I didn't tell my parents that. I think I didn't even... I She just found out. Hey. I just found out. <laughs> Never knew she was in the murder capital of the world. However, that doesn't really have anything to do with this story. But right. we were walking the streets, <laughs> and we were um, offering f- a food program to people, and that and we would just go door to door walking on dirt roads and so it was kind of it was a long day we were walking back to the bus that's how we got there and i was with a, my team of there were seven of us seven of us girls and one girl in particular she was walking really slow behind us and i was like christina are you okay she's like my back hurts so bad i have numbness and tingling down my leg and i was like well that's not good <laughs> And so I told her, I was like, okay, well, once we get to the bus, I will pray for you. And then, like, I really felt like God stopped me in my tracks because, like I told you, I was, I was, I wanted to learn. I wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit. And I felt like he literally stopped me and told me, 
no, you're going to pray for her right now. And that was something I also was learning is to pray in the moment. And so when, when I tell you now, when I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I do. <laughs> and I pray in the moment because you kind of forget in everything. But that's another side note. So she was, I, so I went back and I met up with her and we're slowly making our way to the bus. The other girls had made their way to the bus and I just put my hand on her back and I was like, okay, God, let's do this. I prayed buckets of healing. I prayed that God is the ultimate physician, that he would heal my friend. I said a lot of other things I don't really remember, <laughs> but I guess that's not really like the important part. But I put my hand on her back and just prayed in that moment and was believing. We were both believing. She was agreeing with me. And then I asked her how she felt. So after I finished praying, I said, Christina, how are you feeling? And she just like stopped. And her eyes got really wide. She was stunned. And she just looked at me and she said, Nikki, the pain is gone. And I was like, stop messing with me. Like, why would you lie to me? And she's like, Nikki, I'm not lying to you. The pain is gone. And I was like, what and so we like slowly (laughs) made our way to the bus like silence we were just so silent we sat next to each other in silence like shocked like we had just seen a ghost and (laughs) she like sat up she like put her legs on the chair in front of her and she looks at me she's like nikki like we were sitting on the bus she's like i haven't been able to sit like this she's like there's been pain in my back but it's gone and i was just like (laughs) what so that was my first experience, and it just, like, increased from there. Like, honestly, like, now that story sounds amazing, but also I was, like, I saw a lot more Wow! <laughs> after that. So, you know, as Christians in America especially, we, we hear stories like this still mm-hmm. from other countries. Yes. Right? Yeah. And... I think a part of me is feeling like God wanted you to write this book because he wants Americans to know this is available to anybody, right? Snaps to that. (laughs) Yes. And that is something I also like really thought about too is like, why am I experiencing all this stuff in other countries? And I really struggled coming home after that trip because I... It was reverse culture shock just because every everybody in America is so closed off. They're so like me focused or I have to do this, I have to do this. And in third world countries, we walked door to door and prayed for people often. And it was because that wasn't frowned upon. People invited us into their homes. And so, yeah, I agree. I feel like God wanted me to write this book and to share these stories with you because because he, he wants us to do this here. He wants us to pray for people. He wants us mm. to, you know, invite each other into our homes. Granted, right now we're going to have to wait <laughs> on that for our social distancing. However, um, yeah, I think he, he wants us as a country to experience the Holy Spirit in this radical way. And so many of us have been so closed off to it because we're in our own space. We're minding our own business. But yeah, I totally agree. I'm like, we need to continue to, we need these stories to happen in America. And I know that they do. And I think they need to be shared more often that they are happening in America. They're just not really talked about very much. Um, but I'm willing to share my stories yeah. with everybody. Yeah. So that's what my book 
is all about. Yeah, stories. and be vulnerable <laughs> doing it, which writing a book is a vulnerable mm-hmm. piece oh anyway. And, and honestly, I just have to say I'm so proud of you for figuring it out. <laughs> I mean, you figured it out. You did not know how to write a book. You just started writing every day. And then that's mm-hmm. my word to somebody else. There are people out there who feel like they have a story to tell or a book to write. And I watched her. It took two years. And mm-hmm. she wrote every day. And then when she was done, she got help piecing it together so mm-hmm. that the order made sense. And then she hired someone to format it so that Amazon would not think it was a crazy thing she was sending them Mm -hmm. and now it can be printed up and you know yeah amazing so I I want to talk just for a minute about the cover because the cover is so unique and most I I will say that all my other author friends struggle with the cover Mm. like they will put out on social media here's my 10 choices of the cover that I want to (laughs) have Or, hey, here's my top four, pick one. Yeah. And you you were like, no, I'm not going to show anybody because I know exactly <laughs> what the cover needs to look like. God showed it to me in a dream, and I just have to recreate what I saw. Now, how hard was that process? <laughs> uh, yes. So I couldn't sleep one night, and I was laying in bed. And I don't know, it just, it, I was still, I was towards the end of working on the writing portion, so I still had a lot of, time to go but I for some reason I mean I thought about my book a lot (laughs) and I was laying in bed and just closing my eyes and then all of a sudden so I talk about visions in my dream or in my book all of a sudden I had this picture of exactly what my book cover would look like and I was like oh my gosh whoa (laughs) I was like okay I just saw my book cover and so yeah then recreating that was that was a challenge so you talk about authors who have like 10 things to choose from or they don't know yeah. what to do so I knew what I wanted I just had to then recreate what I saw in my head and that was a challenge and shout out to my friend Danielle she is a painter I was gonna try to paint it myself but I'm so glad I didn't I talked to my cousin Mark who's a graphic designer and I cut I laid out the vision of what I wanted and he's the first one that told me he's like you're gonna have to paint that there's like no way I can digitally make that Mm. (laughs) and so that's when I recruited my friend Danielle and was like okay girl and she did so many versions of it (laughs) until you saw it (laughs) again yeah and then she like bring it and I'm like oh this thank you first of all however we need to change this we need (laughs) change we need changes she's like okay and she was very gracious very patient with me she did multiple copies and then she did the the one that it is now and at first I was like oh my gosh I think this is it or is it and then I had her redo it like do another one and I kept going back to this one and she like did another one and I, I was like and then she's like Nikki this is the one I'm like okay okay this is the one I don't know I feel like it was kind of surreal that it was actually like coming to life and so she painted it and then my cousin he's a graphic designer like I said and he digitalized it 
And then I also had the vision of what the text was going to look like. And so I, I went through so many fonts <laughs> to find this font that Google it is fonts today. or whatever, No, right? it nope. wasn't that. Mark sent me a file, 96 oh. pages of fonts. <laughs> and each page had oh like gosh. 20 plus fonts on them and I was like oh my gosh how am I gonna find it and I'd like scroll through I knew I wanted calligraphy but that didn't really narrow it down very much because even then there was a lot however so when you see this cover of my book know there was a lot of heart and soul behind it (laughs) with all of the I mean this whole book like you said I didn't know what the heck I was doing and honestly (laughs) I still don't really know what I'm doing but I asked for help And I sought out the people like I immediately contacted my friend Paul, who has written a book. And I was like, hey, Paul, I know you wrote a book. I know you went through the self-publishing process. Help me. What do I do? (laughs) And honestly, like multiple. I mean, I just started writing like my mom said, like as soon as God told me you're going to write this book. And then I said no for two months. And then I finally decided to do it. I just started writing out these stories that God was giving to me to write down and to share, which is very vulnerable. And yeah, so that was a lot, but that was a lot, but she, you, can you tell how excited she is about it? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So go to Nikki Romani's Instagram mm. and you can see the cover yes, there. It's there. It's there. And it's, it's very golden and gilded mm. and rich and just kingly I mean I don't even know how else to describe it it's just it's just it's abstract it's a bit abstract but it's just it's just so beautiful and soothing and like I said golden golden the colors are very attractive yeah Yeah. fresh look fresh look people say it looks like I'm gonna give you a peek it's like my two favorite colors right now I'm really into the golds yeah aqua coloring so yeah I <laughs> mean but that. well so that's your personality but <laughs> yeah. also that that's just a really indication of how you made this book so personally yours and then I because I'm a professional voice actor she came to my house she is my first bird who flew the nest and the the, em, the empty nest my first empty nest okay how do you say That's it, bird? Cute. My first I'm, bird. I'm her first my first bird. bird. Um, but she came back home for a weekend, and she went into my recording studio, and she record. She read her book to record it, and then I edited it, and we are about ready to upload that as well. So it will also be on Audible, which we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job because she's used to podcasting, and it's her own words and. You know, it's just it was just really refreshing to also hear you tell these stories that are so personal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think um, kind of in closing this out and letting people know that yes, today or Friday, March twentieth, March twentieth, go buy the book on Amazon. We'll put links on all of our things. Follow Nikki on Instagram and Facebook. Um, do you have any closing thoughts about how this book might be helpful to people in this current global environment that we're in Mm. of needing to sequester ourselves and um, 
you know, we, we're becoming a global community because of the internet and what a mm-hmm. gift that is right now. Yeah. But we also have some introspection time. We do. And you know, you don't even have to go anywhere to purchase this book. So you can do it online, on Amazon. <laughs> and this is a perfect time to read a book because, you, you know, you have to stay inside. But anyway, that's a side note. That was the plug. Now here's why it's going to help you at this time. <laughs> so how it's going to help you. Honestly, my, like with writing this book, my prayer, and I've prayed this throughout writing it, I continue to pray it, it that it ignites that it ignites a fire within you to learn more about God you may know God but you you may not truly know him and I feel like like I said before there's so much more to learn about God that I just I I like dare you (laughs) to go and experience God and seek him out And that is why I wrote this book and why I share these stories that I share, why I get vulnerable and I share my heart with you. It's just because I, God loves you and he really wants you to experience him in that personal, personal, deep way. And I feel like this is, I mean, this is, he keeps telling me like, this is the time. And it's crazy because I thought I was going to publish this book a while ago and it didn't work out. And now Mm. seeing that March 20th is my publishing date and all this stuff is happening. I'm like, wow, God, you have perfect timing because it's all about him. This whole book is about him. It's giving glory to him. And I just hope it brings you peace and hope knowing that God is he has you. He loves you. And it's such a great time. We talk about, you know, your second home. You need to do self-care, meditation, read a book. Like, I feel like this book will give you a lot of those things. I ask you questions in those the, in this book, questions that you may have been asking. But um, I just put it out there in the open. I, I encourage you to journal. I give you practical tools and practical tips on how to hear God's voice and multiple other things. So this is just like, it's not a workbook, but it's, I really hope that you pause while you read it and you really reflect and think about um, your relationship with God. So, yeah. I'll tell you what it did for me too, is really remind me of how, how we get so focused on our own lives Mm. that we forget about the people of the world. Even though we see the news reports every day Mm -hmm. and your personal boots on the ground account (laughs) of living amongst the poorest of the poor Mm. and the marginalized, the people that we tend to walk by, you were bending down and praying with them and feeding them and giving them shelter and caring Mm -hmm. for their children and caring for the elderly and Mm -hmm. I mean just every country you were in you make me cry well I watched (laughs) it it I watched it the whole time as well and it and it was beautiful to see Mm -hmm. you know when we could have contact to hear your stories as you were Mm -hmm. experiencing it but now this many years later to read your account of it, of how 
life-changing that is to experience you can never be the same when mm -hmm. you see how god loves people who are so destitute mm -hmm. and and the way he loves them is through people yeah mm -hmm. and that that was just such a reminder to me to always be conscious of who you need to reach out to and love mm-hmm yeah yeah and so. it can be your neighbor. I had people tell me, why do you have to go to other countries to be Jesus to people when you can do it to your neighbor? And I completely agree. But I yeah. think God really wanted me to go on this trip to be able to do that. And I don't know. And like to I like I talked about, I was very guarded. And But it, on this trip, I was like, I'm surrendering. I'm letting my guard down. And I think... If I didn't go on that trip, I wouldn't be who I am today and the way I talk about God with people. And when people ask me what my book is about, oh my gosh, I don't even know what they believe or what their stance is on God. But I, I say it's so even just sharing what my book is about has created more boldness for me even to say it's about God. It's about the Holy Spirit and my faith and all of that. And so, yeah, just loving your neighbor i think going back to that is just loving the people that are in front of you and around you and i will say that there aren't many books out there about god who aren't written by a doctor of theology or a you know a famous minister or something who really can expand on the scriptures because they have been to years and years of bible school and training mm -hmm. you will get in nikki's book the the lay person the the everyday churchgoer person view of God and the person of the Holy Spirit and how they, you know, together. It, it's a hard concept, that whole mm -hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It they is. are one, but, you know, when we talk about God, that's who we're talking about. Um, just how real he is, how personal he is. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. yeah. He sees you yeah. in your home, in your at your work. Wherever you are, he sees you. And I think that's another thing that I've learned throughout this whole thing, too, is that personal aspect. And it doesn't matter where you are in the country. It doesn't matter what what profession you are, occupation. He loves you and he sees you right where you are and he meets people where they are. And that's a lot of what I did abroad, too, is meeting people where they are. And I try to do that to this day is just meet people where they are because that's what Jesus does. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Thank you, oh Nikki. Gosh. I'm really excited about your book. Thank Me you. Too. It's happening. Oh man. Woo, what a what a road. What but a I'm, journey. I'm really excited and I'm excited to then after launch day see mm. the testimonies that come out of that. And and that's why you wrote it. Yes. Was to to see what comes For out of it. You. So yes. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome. <laughs>